When people lose their compass, there's no telling where people will end up. A long time ago, there was a prophet named Elijah, and he asked the people of God, how long will you go limping along with two different opinions? If the Lord your God is God, then follow God, and if not, follow Baal. I suppose that question could be aimed at us. How long will you go on limping with two different opinions? The Lord is God, follow God, but if it's greed, follow greed. If it's worry, follow worry. If it's your own personal worldview, follow that. If that's what you feel. But Elijah really didn't want people to choose based on their feelings. He wanted people to choose based on power and fact, and so he helped their decision. Elijah had a contest on Mount Carmel between God and Baal. And the contest was this. It was whether God or Baal could rain down fire from heaven and consume the offering on the altar. Well, everyone showed up. I mean, everyone showed up. They showed up at high noon. There weren't any golf matches going on. That's all there was to do. Show up for the contest on Mount Carmel. And everyone turned up. 450 prophets of Baal showed up. And Elijah said, all right, let the contest begin. You first. And the prophets of Baal, they prayed and they danced and they prayed and they wailed. And, and all the while, Elijah just talked smack to them. What's the matter? Your God's sleeping. In the Hebrew, what's the matter? Did your God go out to the bathroom for a little while? What's going on, fellas? Nothing? Nothing. And then it was Elijah's turn. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, why don't we make this interesting? On my altar of the wood, just pour some water on it. Soak it down real good. And they did. And then Elijah prayed and... Boom! Fire from heaven. Whew! All came down, consumed the offering, and no doubt about it, God is the Lord God, the God of Israel, the God, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And no more were the people limping along with two different opinions, for they all said, The Lord is indeed God. The Lord is indeed God. The Lord is indeed God. They got their compass back. And just when they did that, Elijah lost his. From 1 Kings 19, hear the word of God. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life like one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. And he looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. 
The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too great for you. He ate and he got up and ate and drank, and then he went on that strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they're seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks and pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel as king over Aram. You shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abimelech, as prophet in your place. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Where is God in all of this? Have you ever asked yourself that question, where is God in all of this? If you haven't asked that question, maybe you have not lived long enough, or maybe you haven't been paying attention. They're still laying children to rest in Uvalde, Texas. Where is God in all this? A shooting, another shooting this week at a fellowship dinner in Birmingham, Alabama. Where is God in all of this? Bombs and rockets and rockets and bombs in Ukraine. Where is God in all of this? The inflation rate goes up, and people who could barely make it can hardly make it, won't make it. Where is God in all this? Cancer? Where is God in all of this? Loss? I received the news this week of a young man who grew up with my kids at my last congregation died of an overdose. Where is God in all of this? There was a day when Elijah could tell you. If anyone knew where God was, it was Elijah. A direct connection, direct connection. <laughs> direct connection. I mean, who can just pray and fire rains down from heaven? And the very next pray he prayed after that one... It was to end the drought in the land. He got down on his knees up there on the mountain and 
and prayed. He told his servant to go out and look at the sea and see if he can see any rain coming. Servant went out, came back, said, I see nothing. Said, go out again. Came back, I see nothing. Go out again. I see nothing. Go out again. Seven times. And on the seventh try, the servant looked out at the sea. And he came back with the news, well, there, there is a cloud, but it's no bigger than a human hand. And Elijah said, batten down the hatches, it's going to be a real gully washer. And it was. It was. If anyone knew where God was, it was Elijah, Period. But in that space that is left between a period and the next sentence, in that space, Elijah lost God. We heard it today, running in fear, running for his life, chucking his career, put a fork in me, I'm done. I remember reading the letters of Mother Teresa. If there was anyone who lived out the word, I suppose Mother Teresa, holding the frail and the starving, lifting them up with food and housing and care, being an advocate for them, fighting for their very lives, cross and prayer, Mother Teresa. But in her private letters she wrote, My God, I have no faith. When I try to raise my thoughts to heaven, There is such convicting emptiness that those very thoughts return like sharp knives and hurt my very soul. Mother Teresa wrote that. Fire from heaven, rain from heaven, batting a thousand in answered prayer, and suddenly, all dried up. And Elijah had all dried up, running for his life from that woman, Jezebel. Who names their child Jezebel? It's like naming your baby colicky. Nothing good is going to happen with that name. She scared the living daylights out of Elijah. I don't know why, I don't know how, but we all have someone in our souls who just knows the exact thing to do to us to make us less than who we are kryptonite you haven't got a prayer around them where is God in all of this despondent Elijah wandered off into the desert to die he tried to find a little piece of desert real estate to die and when you're shopping for real estate you know what you have to remember three things Location, location, location. And all the places that Elijah chose to die there in the desert, it was the place of of Jacob in Beersheba. You remember Jacob? The trickster Jacob? For Jacob, his God was all about his birthright. I got to have a birth. Well, you're second born, Jay. I got to have that birthright. And he, he tricked his brother and he lied to his father and he got a birthright. 
Imagine wanting something so much that you would sell your integrity to get it. Maybe we don't have to imagine. I think that's politics in America right now. You'll do anything to get reelected. Anything. You'll do anything to get someone reelected. Anything. And when you lose your integrity, when you lose your compass, well, then who are you? Who's your God? Elijah chose to die on a place where Jacob nestled down years earlier. Jacob, there on the run from his brother, settled down for the evening with a stone for a pillow, and he fell asleep, and that night he dreamed of angels. Ascending and descending a ladder, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. Jacob heard a voice from God. God saying to Jacob, I am with you. I am with you. I will go with you. Of all the places to give up and die, Elijah chose the place of angels. And wouldn't you know it, an angel descended upon him. A voice of God sang in the depths of his despair, I am with you. I will go with you, not in so many words, but in the shape of a jar of water, and a hot cake. Elijah ate it, <laughs> which if your true desire is to die in the desert, rule number one is not to eat and drink. I believe he felt the care of God. He laid down again. The angel touched him in the English. In the Hebrew, it says the angel kicked him, said, Get up! Eat! You need food for the journey. He ate, and he went on the strength of that food for 40 days and for 40 nights. You just need one calorie of care to power you through hard times. Just a calorie of someone paying attention, just a calorie of hope. Maybe you know someone right now who's in desperate straits. And how much energy does it take to write a card or to send an email, to lift up a prayer, to make a hot cake? If you're looking for God in all of this, God can show up in kindness. Why? With a, just a little bit of food, you can, you can make it a long time, 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah wanted more. Off from the place of angels to the holy mountain of God, the mountain of Moses. <laughs> He's gone on a tour of the Holy Lands, hasn't he? He's up there on, 
on the mountain and then he goes into the desert to Beersheba and now off to, off to the mountain of Moses. Charlton Heston, all that wind and fire and lightning, you remember. A tour of the Holy Land. I did that back in 1994. Looking for God. You go into an incense-filled church with a little grime in it. And, and there they say, well, this is where Jesus was born. And you look like, look, and it's just, it looks like a marble fireplace. And you look at it. You take a picture. You got a picture of a marble fireplace. And, uh, hmm. God's not in the marble fireplace. <laughs> I, I came to the Jordan River. And right when you get off the bus, there's a person who sells you a couple plastic bottles. What's this? It's for you to bring home some holy water. So I bought a couple of plastic bottles, little three-ounce, four-ounce bottles. Got down on my knees there at the Jordan River, not to pray, but to squeeze air bottles, air bubbles out of my bottles. <laughs> Filled them up. And just as I got up, there are people there from all over the world getting baptized. And I remember this woman with incredibly oddly red hair who, with a loud voice, just before, there in the arms of the priest, ready for the immersion into the, into the Jordan River, just before that, she goes, Harold, Harold, remember, take two shots. And there in the Jordan River, God wasn't there for me, no, no. I went to the church where they said, this is where the cross of Jesus was. And I looked, and there was a hole, and God wasn't in the hole. I went to the tomb, and they said, well, this probably is not the tomb, not the exact tomb of Jesus, but it could be very much like this. And I stood in the tomb, and as I left the tomb there, on the stone, a sign. And the sign was scripture. And it said, he is not here. He is risen. And in nothingness, but the sound of those words, God, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah whined a bit. I've been very zealous for you, Lord. For you. And the Israelites, well, they've forsaken your covenants. They've, they've pulled down your, your altars. They've killed your prophets. I'm all you got. I am all you have. You're aware of this, aren't you, God? I'm it. Why are you here, Elijah? You're not the only one left. 
you're not alone. Go back to work. Where's God in this mess? I can tell you this. God is not dead. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And he is ministry. A ministry powered by the Holy Spirit. Signs of power. And the Jezebels of this world are no match for the power of God in you. The holy power of God in you. So what are you doing here? You know. <laughs>